Welcome to Yell at Your Fat, a lighthearted show devoted to lightening up both figuratively and literally. My name is Wendy. This is episode 14 of 139. Thanks for tuning in. Well, hello there. <laughs> hello. Hi, everybody. It's me. Hi. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Okay. First, I'd like to say up front that I am not a licensed dietitian or nutritionist or doctor. I'm just a girl that has lost 139 pounds by changing my brain and utilizing diet and exercise tricks to their fullest potential. I've been through this and succeeded, and I just want to pass on the things I've learned to you. Fat shouldn't be something that makes you sad. It's something that should irritate you and motivate you to change. Yell at your fat. And before I begin, I need to tell everybody that my microphone smells like my poop again. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so for some reason, I don't know, you're just flipping through iTunes and you just happen to to listen to this episode first. Um, I'm going to let you wonder what I mean by that. <laughs> but I often have lengthy conversations with my poop and I let my poop use my microphone. And um, sometimes, you know, the after effects of my poop um, are, are the remnants of my poop are on my microphone. <laughs> oh, it smells like my poop in here. <laughs> already happened. My eyes are already watering and I haven't even started. Okay. <clears throat> Speaking of yelling at your fat, <laughs> that was where we were before this. Okay. Let's get right into some good old fat yelling because it, that is really what the whole point of the show is about. So um, let's start off right now with some words from a lady named Tess. Hey, fat. Why are you still here? Why don't you just disappear? I hate the way you jiggle as I walk, and I hate the way you make me feel ugly and bad about myself. You don't deserve to be here. Just get off. You should have left long ago. I don't need you, fat. I don't need you. Okay. And this one's from a girl named Lisa, and she's from Barbados, which is very fancy. It's neat to say Barbados. Um, here we go. Hey, fat. Yeah, you. I have had it out to here and here and here with you. You cling to me in all the wrong places and I am tired of having you on my back and butt and boobs and thighs. You make me jiggle and lumber around and I'm giving you your eviction notice. Get out. And don't let me see your lipids around here again. <laughs> that was a good use of the word lipids, by the way. <laughs> okay. Now, this one's from uh, a girl named Danielle. Hello, fat. I bet you're comfortable there hanging around my belly. Well, it is time for a rude awakening. Get off of me. That's right. This, quote, relationship has lasted too long, and I'm tired of carrying your dead weight. You better pack your bags, son, because you are leaving ASAP. I don't want 
want to see you anymore. So just go. And I never want to see you again. I thought it was interesting that Danielle's fat is male. <laughs> she has assigned a gender to her fat by calling her fat son. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh my goodness. But very good, very good job, you guys. Thank you so much. And um, this kind of leads me into my next little part of the show uh, because I got a couple of phone calls from some people who wanted to ye do some yelling. And um, that leads me to an, a little ditty that I like to call, I have voicemail. 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 They're from Amy and also Misty. I got two voicemails, I got two voicemails, I think they're both from Canada. I like how Amy yells at her eating habits. I should have a podcast called Yell Your Eating Habits, I think that's a great idea, thanks Amy. Misty is very sassy and she thinks that her fat isn't sassy but she is sassy, I love that she's sassy, thank you for calling. Hi, Wendy. It's me, Amy, from Canada. Yay. I've called in before. Um, but today, I'm calling in to yell not at my fat, which is still very much here. I'm here to yell at my eating habits because my eating habits have not been good lately. And it's not what I eat because what I eat is never bad. Well, that's a lie, but it's not always bad. It's definitely better than most people, but... I have been eating too much, and I'm really surprised that I haven't gained back all the weight I've lost. I've lost 30 pounds, and I don't want to gain it back. So, eating habits. No more are you going to eat so much rice that you feel like you're going to explode. No more will you go all day without any protein at all because you're too silly to pay attention to your veganism. No more eating habits. Sad. You will improve because I will be there to kick your butt into making you improve. That's writing eating habits. Be worried. Bye, Wendy. Hey, Wendy, it's Missy, and I cannot believe I'm calling you. This is crazy. Um... I call because I never want you to have to sing here. I have no voice, no song ever again. You are one of the rays of sunshine in my day, and I know that I found out about your podcast for a reason. I know that I should write more in the email about it, but I just know that you and your words of wisdom are part of my plan, so thank you. I called because, of course, I want to tell you how fabulous you are, and I look forward to every podcast anxiously. I've recently got rid of 61 pounds, I don't like to say I've lost because I don't want those pounds ever finding their way back. I still have another 40 pounds of reaching my weight goal, but I know I can do it. But with all of that said, I just need to rage a little bit. So here it goes, nothing. <laughs> Fat, I've had enough of your sass. You think you're so sassy. Well, you aren't. You are the opposite of sassy. You make me uncomfortable, and you keep me from shopping at certain boutiques and from wearing the fabulous clothes I want so badly to wear. 
I'm so through with you. Peace out, fat. I can be sassy on my own. Wendy, I can't thank you enough for your words of inspiration. Keep up your fabulous mission. God bless. Please hang up and try again. That was so great. Thank you guys so much for those wonderful voicemails and for the folks that uh, wrote in and yelled at your fat. I think it's wonderful. And thank you guys so much for doing it. Um, I hope everything is going well for everybody. And I've been getting some letters lately that all seem to really have a very similar theme. And it's the theme of sabotage. (laughs) That's right. You heard me. Sabotage. <laughs> I just really like to share a few letters with you from some people who they had written me about sabotage and also about resisting temptations. So I guess that means I've got listener mail. I got listener mail. I got listener mail. Oh, there's mail out there and I got it. It's listener mail. Hi, Wendy. I am enjoying your podcast very much. I have been vegetarian since the 1970s, and I'm considering going vegan. I do use egg replacer for baking, but I don't bake much. I have weighed the same for 10 years, and I am about 25 pounds overweight, so I am not enjoying the ride. I think your podcast is making an impression. I am making better choices and resisting temptation. I am active. I use an elliptical machine at the gym occasionally lifting weights, and I partner dance with my svelte husband. We dance, swing, hustle, Latin, and ballroom, but not enough to make a dent in my surplus stored fat. Thanks for your inspirational show, Hugs, April. And thank you so much, April, for that. And you know what? Thank you for the hugs. (laughs) It's so nice to get hugs via email (laughs) because I'm a hugger. You know, my poop's a hugger. I'm a hugger. I think it just runs in the family, but we're huggers. And um, I'd like to get hugs via email. I think that's great. (laughs) Um, Okay, here's another email for you. This one's from Danielle, and she's one of the uh, girls that yelled at her fat earlier. Wendy, I love your podcast. I'm actually listening to it as I type. And yes, your singing is loverly. I wanted to tell you a little about what I've done. I have started. I am only 17 years old, but I have been overweight since the third grade. I come from two overweight parents, and as I go into my senior year of high school, I want to look and feel my best. I have started to make better eating choices and have been getting up early, which is not like me at all, and exercising every day. My family is supportive, but my parents haven't tried to change their eating habits, so it is difficult for me to not eat crap when they keep it in the house. I have only been doing this for a couple of weeks, and so far I've had no slip-ups. My need to lose more than 100 pounds is clear, and I know it is going to take time. I haven't weighed or measured myself yet to see how far I have come from the first because I want to make it a month so I don't know how I've done yet. Thank you for what you're doing to help everyone. You are truly a blessing for me to find as I try to live a better life. Thank you. Danielle from North Carolina. And that was really, really sweet. And and here's another email from a young girl. And I'm just going to call her C. Um, I'm just going to read you a couple excerpts from her email because if I read the whole thing, <laughs> if I read the whole thing, I'm probably going to start crying. I'm serious. Um 
it's it's very heartfelt uh, when she writes to me and and right now my eyes are watering <laughs> and I haven't even read the email yet but um she's written to me about three times and each time I hear from her I just start squirting <laughs> so anyway um here's a portion of her email hi I'm 16 I am also 5'5 and 180 pounds this is a problem there's so much I miss out on I've been trying for the past year to lose weight, but instead I keep gaining. It would be easier with support, but I don't have any, and that's why I'm coming to you. Can you help me? This is very important to me. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I've listened to most of your podcasts at least twice. This is a big deal for me. <clears throat> My parents, my mom is also overweight and all she has ever told me from the day that I was born is I was supposed to be fat, just like her. She's not supportive and I've asked her to buy me more healthy food, but she won't since she's tried most of them. She doesn't even want other people to help me with my weight, but I believe it's necessary my dad, on the other hand, all he does every day of the week is call me a fat ass and stuff like that and never offers to help. And when I ask him to, he says, it's my problem. Can you help me? <laughs> Thanks for what you have already done. Listening to your podcast inspires me. You are my role model. I'm sorry. <clears throat> okay. I'm sorry about that. <clears throat> I think you could, everybody can see why that really touches me. It's a really, really heartfelt email. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> I'm getting it together. <laughs> um, both of you, Danielle and C, um, Thank you guys so much for writing to me. I am so proud of you. You you both are so young. I mean, 16 and 17, you know, you, you're just, you're already thinking about and planning things that you can do to make your lives better. You guys, you, you're an inspiration to me and I'm so thankful that you're getting something helpful from this show. <laughs> I just, I'm just really moved by it and I feel for you and... Nobody needs to go through the struggle that, that you're going through when you're so young. And I just want you to know that I really admire both of you. You guys are my inspiration. And, and that's it. <laughs> um, I guess I could give you um, a suggestion. And I guess this suggestion goes out to all of you that are struggling with the fact that some of the people in your lives just aren't supportive of your decision to get healthy or lose weight. And my, my suggestion is to just be strong and do not waver. Do not waver in your belief that you control your future and you can do this. You guys, everybody, you're in charge of your own health. You are in charge of your own health and you can do whatever you want with your body to try and make it healthier. Don't let anybody ever, ever, not ever tell you anything different. Seriously, you guys are in control. 
And I know that you can do whatever you set your mind to. So anyway, thank you both again. Uh, and thank all of you, but uh, specifically the young ones. I'm really, really moved by your letters. And just thank you so much for taking the time to write to me. And I just want you to know I think about you all the time. And um, I wish the best for you. So thank you. Okay, let's move on. Actually, you know what? Let's pause for a minute. <laughs> I'm going to go blow my nose and I'll be right back. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Whew, okay, everybody. Thank you so much. I'm I'm sorry. I, I kind of broke down there a little bit. Um, actually, a lot. <laughs> I kind of broke down a lot. Um, I have a real soft spot in in my heart for, for young people, especially, and people that are struggling like that and not seeing, um, support is just hard for me. It's just really hard for me to hear. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm sorry this, I don't want this to be a sad show. <laughs> so here, let's move on with another letter, um, from another listener. Hello, Wendy. I'm a little late to the yell at your fat party, but I just wanted to let you know that I'm enjoying your podcast immensely. Your tips and encouragement are truly worth their weight in gold. It's all fine and dandy to have a slim, fit, healthy-looking individual encourage you about weight loss, but for me, in the back of my mind, I'm going, yeah, but what do you know about it? But to hear from someone who's been through it and came out on the other end successful, that's more encouraging than you might know. Some of the things you've said, I've said to myself and filed away to do and get. Example, the puppy and the iPod. I had one a few Christmases ago, but it has long since bitten the dust. And the pedometer and on and on. We haven't gotten the puppy as yet, but I'm not waiting until we get him or her to get into some extra exercise. My problem before was the overpronation of my feet that caused any workout, walk, jog, to hurt so bad and made me give up when I wasn't even tired. So I've got these special shoes, a little MP3 player, some Jillian Michaels workouts, and your podcast for inspiration. Now that I've got to overcome the part of me that doesn't want to work out because I don't see the results in the time frame that I want to see them in. And the other part of me I'll call Le Sabateur, and for everybody out there, that means sabotager in French. <laughs> Je parle français un peu. Okay. Anyway, I get back to, oh, here she is. I get to working out and making better food choices. And then all of a sudden I up and shoot myself in the foot just because I'm working on that and hope with some online help and motivation that I keep going until the tears I feel burning the back of my eyes when I look in the mirror are tears of joy at my success and not tears of disgust and self-loathing and frustration. Thanks again for doing what you do. Take care, Lisa. Lisa, thank you so much for your email. Oh, I am so glad that you're getting an iPod and a puppy, especially the puppy. <laughs> That's really cool. Hopefully you can find a great dog to adopt at a local shelter because I think shelter dogs are so smart and they are so appreciative of their life. I, I really do believe. And they're so healthy, it just seems. And both Pickles and Licky are shelter dogs. And we're just so happy to have them because I remember... Um, Pickles was actually born in the shelter. So we got to meet her mom and which is kind of rare, you know, you never get to see the mom of the puppy that you get from the shelter, but we met her mom and actually took a picture of her mom. And, uh, when, when I picked her up and she was just like one and a half months old when we got her and I picked her up and I held her and I, and I looked at her and I said, are you Pickles? <laughs> I don't know 
why I said that. Are you pickles? And then she nuzzled her little face into my neck and I just knew that that was it and I was going to name her pickles. So that was it. <laughs> but they're so appreciative of, of you, you know, adopting them. So I encourage everybody, if you're going to get a dog, look into adopting one. It, it, it's a win-win for everybody. So, um, but and also they just, they just make exercising so much fun. Um, and, and they make it a lot easier too. And regarding what you said, Lisa, too, about, um, tears of disgust and self-loathing and frustration, I just really want you to know that you are not alone because that is a very common thing. And I hear that a lot from a lot of people. And I know from my own experience that that occurs, um, there's an episode coming up about appreciating yourself where I'll get into this a little bit deeper, but I do want you to know that I have those feelings. I really do. And I don't think there's a person out there who is struggling with their weight, who, who hasn't, you know, felt that ping in their stomach. I know you know what I'm talking about when that ping that you get in your stomach, when you see a photo of yourself, uh, when you were thinner and you know, you always see these photos and you, you remember the day or the time that that was taken and you go, I remember thinking I was fat. I remember thinking I was really heavy then and I and I didn't look good. And then you look at yourself now and things are much worse. And you think, oh gosh, if I was only thinner, you know, there's that ping that you get in your stomach when you see a picture like that. Or you get this sting in the back of your eyes after, you know, you've just gorged yourself on something unhealthy and you're feeling really bad about what you've just eaten. And we know, I know we all know what I'm talking about, but it's just a vicious cycle. And when we feel those feelings of frustration and pain about ourselves, you know, it just tends to grow and grow inside of us. And it, it just causes us to get upset with ourselves. And then we turn to food. So it's just this, it's just like a, a dog chasing her tail. You know, it, it doesn't really matter if the dog is chasing her tail or her tail is chasing her. The result is the same. She just goes round and round and round. And and I think it's really similar. And, and I just hope that you keep thinking positive things and positive thoughts about yourself and don't let those negative feelings sabotage you or your success. So thank you so much again, Lisa, for your email. That was really nice. <clears throat> okay, here's another one. Hi, Wendy. Love your show. Love your songs. Would love to hear more about Pickles and also see some pictures of you, Pickles, your dad, and your husband. They are beginning to feel like part of the family. Just a quick question, if you haven't already discussed the topic. Sabotage, how to fight back. I always have people saying, oh, go on, just have one bite, or come on, you're no fun, etc. I'm sure you know what I mean. Even my husband says stuff like, take a break today, just have a bowl of ice cream with me, come on, things like that. I'm fairly good at saying no thanks, but there may be lots of your listeners who are not sure what to do in this situation. I would love to hear your stories about how you tackled this issue. Thanks, Wendy. You rock. Perhaps you could count yourself as stuff that rocks one day. Kindest regards, Trudy. And you know what? Let's just take a moment right now to just stop the presses right here, and let's just talk about some stuff that rocks, shall we? Holy cow! This I like it a lot. Okay. <clears throat> Here's the next item. The next item. Hello there, next item. 
Oh, Wendy, you you rock. <laughs> well, somebody wrote to me and said I should be something. I should be a stuff that rocks. I said that. No, some <laughs> other lady. But do you think that I should be a something that rocks? Well, I think you are something that rocks. You I think, think I'm you, stuff that rocks. You are stuff that rocks. So I would count. Well, of course. So so like give a commercial for for me if you were going to try and sell me. Which, please don't sell me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not giving you up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know about someone that rocks. She is a dandy. Now, if you would take her and uh, set her up on a chair and just look at her, <laughs> she'd laugh like the dickens, see? <laughs> because she rocks. Well, is that, is that it? Would that be good? <laughs> I think I'd have buyers lined up. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> she, actually, she's not for sale. <laughs> but she rocks. You rock too, Poop. Thank you. So, Poop rocks? Yes, I'm going to get a t-shirt that says, My Poop Rocks. <laughs> don't, don't wear it in public. <laughs> I won't wear it at your pizza parlor. Oh, okay. That? All right. <laughs> I love you. Love you too. I'm sorry. I had to do that. I just had to do that. And I know I, I, the main reason why I did that was I really do think it is important to see yourself, yourself as something that rocks. I mean, you, you're the most important thing. You are important and you're the greatest tool for yourself when it comes to weight loss, especially, um, with everything really, you, you're your greatest tool. So, um, if you can start seeing yourself and your decisions and your personality and your likes and your dislikes as something, you know, stuff that rocks, something that is a tool, um, that you can use to lose weight, you know, you'll get a lot farther. And I just, I just had to do that. And plus I, I, I like playing around with my poop. <laughs> I just messed with them. I'm just sitting there and he was like, okay, what are we going to, what are we going to uh, talk about today? And I just sat there and looked at him and smiled. And he was like, what? He was, he was mouthing to me like, what, what do you want me to do? <laughs> oh, so funny. Anyway, <clears throat> where was I? Okay. Yes, it was Trudy. Um, I was talking to Trudy and she actually wrote back again later with some more information and mentioned that her husband, Greg is a chef. And, uh, she, she says her, her husband is, um, from Australia and he's naturally tall and lean and he doesn't have to worry about his weight. And he's got this crazy metabolism, you know, and he often will give her oversized portions and sneak things like butter and cream and cheese, you know, and olive oil into food to make it taste better for her. You know, he's, he thinks he's being nice. He's, he's being a nice guy. He's giving her nice, good food, you know, but, um, it's sabotaging her. And I started thinking, you know, what would be really funny? I don't know if it'd be funny, but I think it's going to feel good. I'm going to yell at Trudy's husband. <laughs> what do you think? I think I'm just going to do it. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> hey, Greg. Yeah, you, Trudy's husband. Mr. Chef from Down Under. Knock that crap off. Don't sabotage Trudy. She's trying to be healthy. So, 
You eat that fatty stuff if you want, Mr. Skinny Pants, but leave Trudy alone. <laughs> now, I would have said that in a little chef from down under accent, but I, I really don't have a good Australian accent. I'm not really good. You know, I told you I can I can imitate my mother-in-law and share. Those are the only two impressions that I do. But um, I can say one thing with an Australian accent. Foster's Australian for beer. <laughs> Please note that I am not suggesting that you go out and drink Foster's beer. <laughs> I don't even drink beer. And I've never tasted that beer ever. But it's just the only Australian thing that I know how to say. <laughs> Maybe koala. No, that's no good. Foster's Australian for beer. <laughs> I think that sounds much better. Uh, if I only knew how to say vegetables or tofu with an Australian accent, I definitely would have. <laughs> anyway, Though, Trudy, thank you so much for your email, and I really appreciate your questions and your enthusiasm. It's just really great. And incidentally, when Trudy wrote back, she did say that her husband was coming around and starting to get on the healthy bandwagon, so that's good. So um, he didn't really need to hear me yelling at him, but it was fun anyway. <laughs> and lastly, this email doesn't have anything to do with today's topic. It really doesn't. Uh, but I just thought it was adorable. <laughs> and it's from a girl, and her name is Kendra. And here it is. I have been waiting for new episodes, and I only have 12 of 139. Are you still recording? Do you have to pay for the rest? I'm confused. I love your episodes, and I miss hearing your bubbly voice with great tips. So what is up, girl? Hope you're having a great day, Kendra. <laughs> oh, Kendra, I am so glad that you wrote to me. We have been waiting, all of us have been waiting for you to write because you do, of course, you have to pay for all the episodes. You haven't been paying for any of the episodes? You're the one that we've been waiting for. There's been like, I don't know, a couple thousand people that have been paying for them, and you're the only one that we've been waiting for. So we had to stop production of all episodes until you wrote us. So I'm really glad you did. Where's my 14 bucks, Chicky? <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm really sorry. I think it's really funny. The episodes, of course, are free. Free, 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 free. And um, I just love that you asked that question. It was just really funny. Thank you so much for checking up on me. And I I just want you all to know again that I, I am doing my best to keep the episodes coming out as fast as possible. And just sometimes it, it's a little harder than others to other times to get it out there. But um, I'm always thinking about it. And I'm always thinking about all of you. So Sorry about the delays in the episodes, and um, hopefully they'll come out quicker, sooner. So anyway, here's a little side note about emails. I did uh, receive a couple of emails from some people who use the form on my website at yellatyourfat.com. They went in there and hit ask a question or contact me, something like that. Anyway, um, they didn't put their email address in the field, um, and... There may be a few more than just these two, but specifically there's somebody named Kennedy and another person named Frank who wrote to me and they just didn't put their email address in there so I could respond. So and it was funny because with Kennedy, I had instantly, you know, just uh, started writing my response and I was just type, 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 oh, type, 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 type. 
And then I go, okay, I'm going to send this one off. And I looked and there's no email address. And I was like, don't, I wrote that whole email to this person and she's, she or he's never going to get it. So, um, anyway, if your name is Kennedy and or Frank, uh, please write to me and give me your email address and I will write you back. So also if you, if you have written to me and you're wondering why I haven't written back, I, I do write back to everyone. So if you haven't received a response yet, um, chances are maybe there's a problem with our email addresses connecting or um, maybe you neglected to put in uh, a correct email address in the form. So anyway, just keep that in mind. That was totally off topic. But anyway, here we go. The topic for today, of course, is sabotage. And sabotage can come in various forms and it can come from various people. And the main person that it comes from is yourself. Uh, I think more than anything, we have the tendency to sabotage ourselves rather than other people sabotaging us because we are the only ones that completely know ourselves. And sometimes we don't even really know that. <laughs> sometimes you don't know yourself as well as you think you do, but you do know yourself more than anybody else does. So we, you know, you know your patterns and you know how you're going to react in certain situations. Um, so a little forethought can go a long way towards eliminating sabotage from your life. And I have a little story that illustrates this point. <laughs> and it's about my poop, <laughs> of course. <laughs> this is a story about my poop. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> okay, my poop poops. <laughs> That's basically what the story is going to be about. My poop poops. Okay. <laughs> I gotta get together. <clears throat> I'm sure you're all aware of this, as pooping is a fact of life. <laughs> we all do it, okay? <laughs> we all know what I'm talking about. You know, so my poop does poop, and he's probably totally gonna kill me. I know he is. When he hears this episode, he's gonna kill me. But see, he's been behind on listening to the episodes, so it'll take him like a month or two to figure out what I've done, and then by then, you know, he'll love me again, so. <laughs> But anyway, I love you, Poop. Just letting you know, there's that little caveat there. Okay. <clears throat> he has a very, very, very particular pooping schedule. <laughs> if anybody ever told me like 10 years ago, five years ago, even a year ago, that I was going to be getting on a national broadcast of a of a show talking about how my father poops. <laughs> I would have said they're crazy. I would have bet a million dollars that this wasn't going to happen. But here we go. You never know when you're going to be talking about your father's poop on the air. It just could happen. So you got to be ready. So everybody start thinking about their, their father's pooping schedule. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is funny. Anyway, <clears throat> he has a very particular pooping schedule and by that I mean he poops when he gets up and then he has what he calls his second. He calls it his second and it's sometime after his last cup of coffee and right before he gets ready for the day. So it's just like, I, I, I can't even believe I'm telling you this story, but it's really a funny story. So I'm just going to keep going through it. So anyway, my poop, currently he lives about 20 miles away from us, but when Marty and I first started losing weight. Um, my poop was my next door neighbor. And how many people can say that? How many people can say that they 
that they see their poop and talk to their poop every single day. But um, I could, and I could just open a window and talk to him anytime I wanted to because he would just live 20 feet away. It was great. Anyway, um, one of the things that Marty and I did early on when we started losing weight was walking. And we would walk about, oh, three, three or so miles each morning. And we would always take poop with us because he loved to walk too. So, there, and there really is a story here, <laughs> I promise. So when we would get ready for our morning walk, we would always go knock on his door and say, did you do your second? We would always say that. Did you do your second? And if he would say no, we would say, okay, well, get in there and get to it because we're waiting on you. Come on. We want to go walk. Come on. Come on. You know, hurry up. Go do your second. And sometimes we would knock on his door and he would invite us in and we'd sit down and get to talking with him and, and his wife, Carolyn, and we would just be sitting there chatting away. And then suddenly he would just jump up and announce, I've got to do my second. <laughs> and then he'd just quickly as possible walk to the bathroom as fast as possible. And then he would go and do it, do a second. And this would happen every single day, like clockwork. I mean, it was just insane. You could set your watch to his seconds. <laughs> hey, that's funny. You could set your watch to his seconds. Oh, that's pretty, pretty clever. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, well, one day Marty and I were, we, we went over there and we knocked on his door and asked him if he'd done his second. And he told us that he hadn't. And we we're like, okay, hurry up, go in there and do it. We want to get going. And then he, he says, you know, I don't, I don't really think I'm going to do my second today. You know, I've, I've been waiting for a long time for my second to arrive and it just, it's not happening. So he just said that he, for some reason, he just didn't think he had to do a second that day. So we, we just didn't think too much of it because, you know, we didn't have any information to base our decision on other than his, what he said. So we just said, okay, let's go. So we all went off on our walk. <laughs> and, oh my goodness. I remember this day like it was yesterday. <laughs> so we're walking out in the middle of the desert and we're just walking along and talking and laughing like always. And it was just a normal morning and a normal walk. And then, and I think all of you know what's coming. <laughs> oh, then all of a sudden, and Marty was in mid-sentence talking about something. I don't remember what he was talking about, but he was in mid-sentence and all of a sudden Poop stops walking. <laughs> And he turns to us and he says, I think I got to do my second. Like, oh, what the heck are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to 
do now? And I'm like, well, what do you want to do? Should we just go home? What do you want to do? You know, <laughs> I'm like, do you have to go right now? Can you, can you make, can you make it? And he's like, yeah, right now. And no, I am not going to make it home. God, luckily, I remember Marty was recovering from a cold and he happened to have, <clears throat> by the grace of God, <laughs> this wad of Kleenex in his pocket. So I just remember him reaching in his pocket and handing the wad of Kleenex to Poop. And he just took off. <laughs> and by took off him, I mean Marty. Marty just handed him the Kleenex and started walking away. <laughs> Like he didn't even want to deal with the discussion. He didn't want to deal with any part of the whole situation. He just wanted to give him the Kleenex and get the heck out of there. Oh God. So I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help my father find a cactus or something that could give him some privacy. And Marty just took off. So then I just realized, oh crap, what am I doing here? So I pointed over at a cactus. I said, go over there. And then I took off running after Marty. <laughs> oh my God. We, oh God. Oh, it was so funny. We just took off. And oh, I think he eventually caught up to us after that. But oh my God, it was so funny. We just didn't speak of it. <laughs> But because of this, because of this whole incident, we have had to institute some rules. <laughs> some rules, especially for seconds and their role in our walking process. <laughs> oh, the first rule is when Poop says he doesn't need to do his second, do not believe him. <laughs> That's the first rule. The second rule, the second rule is do not leave home without a half a box of Kleenex in your pocket. <laughs> oh, my God, my stomach hurts so much. I am burning so many calories right now. Okay, and there actually is a third rule. I mean, this, and this one is a good one. Always have a backup plan for emergency seconds or even those pesky thirds, which could happen from time to time. <laughs> He's been known to have thirds too. <laughs> oh my gosh. So <clears throat> I can't even see. I'm just sitting here talking to you with my eyes closed because I cannot even see. My eyes are so filled with water. Um, we started walking in loops around the neighborhood because we knew the neighbors and, you know, we were close to home. So if anything happened, we'd have a backup plan. <laughs> but also there was this new development coming in on the street um, just next to ours. And they were building lots of houses over in this little neighborhood right near our house. And they had lots of porta potties out there for the workers. So we used to walk around that neighborhood in loops and call it the safety zone. <laughs> oh 
I'm like, look, poop, there's safety. There's safety in the safety zone. Look at all those porta potties. <laughs> there's a porta potty on every corner. Oh, it was so funny. But the point of the story is that poop sabotaged himself that day and we helped him do it. And he knew his body. I mean, he knew that in 70 years, he'd never not done his second, you know, but for some reason he thought, Hey, I think today's different, you know, and look what happened. I mean, he went off and nearly pooped his pants, people. (laughs) There's a petrified pile of my poops poop out in the desert right now. Without a doubt, one of the funniest stories I've got, people. So if you don't think that's funny, I don't know what else I've got for you. <laughs> oh gosh, it's so funny. Oh, it's so funny. But I gotta get I gotta get into the topic here. I, it the reason why I told that story is it's definitely much the same when you think about sabotaging your weight loss process because you more than anyone else know yourself. I mean, you know what your trigger foods are and you know the types of food that you eat too much of. You need just basically know the situations that you get into that make you want to make poor eating choices. And you just know this. And you have the power to get yourself out of those situations before they happen. So it's just like the rules that we put into effect for poop seconds. You should have some guidelines for yourself so that you don't sabotage yourself and all of your hard work. Because it's so easy, you know, to do that if you're not paying attention. So find your safety zone (laughs) and stay there. Um, For example, here's one. If one of your trigger foods is bread or cookies, don't sabotage yourself by walking into a bakery. Just don't do it. If you're with a friend and they're like, and I know all of you can can really relate to this because this is very similar to what happens, I think, every day to everybody. You're with somebody, and of course, they're the skinniest person, you know, that you know, and they're all healthy, and they can just go and eat whatever they want, and nothing happens to them. Anyway, those people, um, I'm talking, of course, of my sister, Julie, is one of them. (laughs) My niece, Stephanie, is another one. Drive me nuts, but anyway, I love them. Um, they, they go and they say, oh, oh, come on, come on. I'm hungry. Let's go in here. Let's go into this little bakery here. You don't have to eat anything. You can just sit with me. You don't have to eat anything, you know? And what I say to you is run, (laughs) run as far away as you can (laughs) fast because, but seriously, you know, this type of thing really does happen a lot. And, and it's easy to get yourself into a situation where you're with a friend, you you want everything to be easygoing, you don't want everything to be planned out, you kind of want to play your day by ear, yet you run into a situation where you have a trigger with a certain type of food that you know you can't have a normal portion of. <clears throat> so you get yourself into a situation where you feel obligated to partake in eating that item that you know is sabotaging you. So, um, it, it, and it's amazing. As if we don't do a good enough job of sabotaging ourselves on our own, there are friends and families out there helping us sabotage ourselves every single day. I mean, 
How many times has someone else served you a portion of food that you knew was too large? You knew that if you would have served it, you probably would have given yourself a little bit less, but they give you a lot because they're like, oh, she or she needs to eat or he looks hungry, you know, and they give you way too much food. <clears throat> and or you're you find yourself um, you're like visiting with a friend or something and you find yourself eating a big meal and you weren't even the slightest bit hungry. You're like, what did I've done this where I have just finished a meal and I think I I was ready to go to bed. I wasn't even hungry. I, I don't even remember being, did I eat two dinners? I mean, I, I find myself going, what the heck? Why am I so full? And you just get yourself into these situations where you are sabotaging yourself and what you eat without even thinking about it. And that's the part <clears throat> that really gets to me is it, it happens without your conscious thought. And that's what I'm trying to tell you all is to put these triggers or these situations in your brain and think about them constantly and have them ready, have your solutions ready when these situations occur. Because <clears throat> like there's, there's times where people will, um, uh, oh, oh, here's one. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm only in town for one night. Let's all go out to eat. Or or you get invited to a wedding or something or a birthday party and they want to give you a big piece of cake and you know you're trying to lose weight and you don't even want to be there with the cake. It's like, I don't even want to go where there's cake. Don't put me in a room with cake, you know, but you feel like you have to because, you know, it's the right thing to do. And of course, if it's your child's birthday party or your spouse's birthday party or something, you can control what food you have there and what type of cake or muffins or health. You can even have a healthy, healthy version of a cake would be a lot better, but sometimes you can't control what's there. So there are so many social situations where you can get into, you know, parties and buffets and weddings and potlucks and barbecues and get togethers. It just, it happens constantly. And we just, we, we sabotage, and we also sabotage ourselves, just ourselves. I don't even walk down the candy aisle of my grocery store. I don't even go down there. Specific, actually, it's the, it's mostly the reason why I don't walk down there is it's the same aisle as the cookies. And I've got a cookie problem, as we've already discussed. <laughs> I have an Oreo cookie problem specifically. So I don't even go down there and look at them. I don't even look at the cookies. And the cookies happen to be in the same aisle as the candy. So I just uh, stay clear of the whole area. But <clears throat> there are definitely <clears throat> temptations out there. And there are situations, a lot of times they're social, where you find yourself in a situation that you can't get out of. And I really do want you to think about some things that you can do to, to help get rid of this. The first thing is talking to your friends and family about what you're trying to do for yourself. Um, I've said this before, it's really important um, if you're serious about this weight loss process and you really want to see some results, there's no shame, no harm, nothing wrong with you talking to every single person that's important to you about it. And it could be your coworkers, it could be your friends, your spouse, your parents, your children, anybody you can think of that you spend time with or that you typically will eat with occasionally. Let them know what you're trying to do for yourself. 
so that they can help to not sabotage you. And it, it, sometimes it takes a little while. Sometimes it takes a couple times. Like when Marty and I first started, um, losing weight and we were on the Jenny Craig vegetarian plan. Um, I think I told you, of course I told you, but anyway, um, when we were doing that, it was still really hard, uh, for poop because he would always invite us out to dinner. Cause that was what we always did. And it took him a while before he realized that we were always going to say no. And then he just stopped asking and he started saying, maybe you could bring over your, your meal and eat it at our house. So he started changing the, the terms of our get togethers, which was brilliant. And I thought it was great. So we would just nuke our, um, meals and bring them over there and I'll have a big potluck outside or something. Um, we even went over to Mexico one time for, um, you know, just a visit over, over across the border. And, uh, we, brought our own, we heated our meals ahead of time, put them in tinfoil and brought them over with us in the, in our, in my bag. And they went to a restaurant we sat at the restaurant and ate our meal (laughs) that we had brought. So there's a lot of things you can do there, um, to not sabotage yourself. It's just specifically talk to the people that you care about and ask for their help. Another thing is avoid the specific situations where you know that you're going to run into trouble. Like, for example, a bakery, um, a candy store, um, the movie counter. Um, If you've got a problem with getting candy or popcorn and you're going to the movie with somebody, you say, okay, I'll go get our seats. You go get the bottled water or the soda or whatever, diet soda, hopefully. Um, And you have them go do it and don't even go up there. And just say, I don't want anything. I don't, I don't want any. And you just bring your own stuff. See, you smuggle it in. See, that's what you do. You smuggle in your food. You smuggle in your fat-free popcorn, first of all, and your little Nilla wafers (laughs) in little baggies and uh, your almonds. They have some really good, I'm going to do another stuff that rocks on these cocoa powder covered almonds that I found. They're really good. Um, I'll do that on stuff that rocks coming up. But anyway, there's lots of little snacks that you can bring. So <clears throat> that second uh, suggestion I have is avoid the specific s- situations where you feel that you know you're going to run into trouble. And another thing too that you can do is always have little snacks with you. It kind of ties in with the second one, but always have little snacks with you so that you don't find yourself in an awkward situation where somebody is trying to have a meal with you or share something with you and you're just sitting there looking at them with a glass of water. It's just very awkward. So if you say, oh yeah, you know what I am, <clears throat> I'd love to come in here with you. This is totally fine. Yeah. You will go ahead and order your pie. I've got a, you know, a hundred calorie pack in my pocket, <laughs> you know, and uh, that's what I like to snack on because I'm trying to lose some weight, but yeah. And then you just talk and you just nibble on your little cookies and it really does work. So there are definitely things like that that you can do, um, stocking up on, on healthy foods and eating before you go out, lots of things like that so that you don't get into a situation where you have just consumed a pint of ice cream and a half a bag of cookies and you're sitting there looking at the you know dirty spoon that's on the counter and the crumbs that are next to it and thinking, what did I just do? I just ruined it. I just sabotaged myself. I can't even believe I did that. 
you know, um, if you, if you buy food and you keep it in your house and you're home alone and you're sad or whatever, that's going to sabotage you. Don't even put it in the house. Don't even get it in there. Um, so things like that, just start thinking about things like that. Start thinking about the times where you have felt that ping of pain in your stomach when you have overeaten and think about the things you could have done to avoid that situation. Not just don't eat it. I could have had willpower and not eaten it. That's nice, but it's not real. It's not realistic. And anybody that sits, sits somewhere and tells you, Oh yeah. Uh, I lost weight. I just stopped eating. I just, I just didn't, I just didn't eat those foods anymore. And I was done. I had no problem with it. They're lying. Everybody who has eaten sweet foods or chocolate or potato chips or something that savory that they find is really delicious. They don't just stop liking those foods. They don't just turn off a switch. If they did, we'd all be healthy and skinny. It wouldn't, we wouldn't need those foods in our world. They, there's something that people can come addicted to and in a, in a matter of speaking, and it's very hard to stop eating those foods. So, um, you just have to avoid those foods and you have to change those foods to foods that taste similar, maybe smell similar, maybe feel similar on your tongue, give you the same feeling, but they're not bad for you. So that's what you're going to try and do. So <clears throat> I, I just know, I, I just definitely just, I don't want you to be sabotaging yourself and find yourself pooping behind a cactus because <laughs> what the point be? <laughs> Have your second at home. <laughs> oh, anyway, I, I am so proud of you guys. I think it's amazing what you're doing for yourself. I, I hope that all of you are able to avoid these potential sabotage situations and that that are just floating around life. And whatever means you choose to avoid sabotage, my advice definitely would be to be as consistent as possible. And the more you avoid sabotaging yourself, the better you'll become at avoiding it in the future. And I always say this to people, uh, everybody that writes me, I, I often say this, you know, just do your best to be 100%, 100% honest with your friends and family. Just tell them what you're trying to accomplish. Ask that they help you reach your goals because getting them on board will really go a long way in avoiding sabotage. I'm proud of you. I know you can do this. You can. You're doing it. I know you are. You're doing it. And every time you make a decision that is the right decision, you're taking a step forward. And you can never, ever, ever be farther back than you were had you not taken that step. So even if you mess up, even if you, you know, have a bad day and you eat something bad and stuff, if you, the very next day you get up and you go for a walk and you start doing it right again, you're, you're better off. Don't just give up and say, oh, I just messed up and I'm, I'm done with this. Forget it. I'm never going to get anywhere. You just keep on going. You just keep on trucking and you'll get there. You can do this. Have faith in yourself and you will do this. This is Wendy for Yell at Your Fat. Thanks so much for listening.